You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and creator of one of the worst takes in NBA history. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> we were literally in the middle of like a, a debate, and Nick's is like, all right, let's just start the pod. I couldn't, take, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take his the Lakers slander hate anymore. It. His Lakers love just goes, let, let's, let's just... This say, is not even about Lakers love at this point. Nah. Tell the world your worst take that you just told me. I've said it before. It's no, like, there's no debate. I mean, there's nothing, like, new. I say I think Magic Johnson's the most overrated player of all time. And you think that John Stockton and Isaiah Thomas were better than him? I would, I would take them two over Magic. God. Yeah. No. Terrible take. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible take. That's. I mean, we're not even going to talk about Shaq. So, like, what do you mean about Shaq? I mean, there's a handful of centers I'd take over Shaq. So, well, yeah, the centers. There've been um, incredible centers. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, a sentence that really like grinds my gears is the Shaq was the most dominant player of all time. That drives me nuts, man. He was the most dominant player in his era. Yeah. I guess you're gonna say that. Yeah, I mean that's what you. That's kind of the only thing that you can say and actually back it up. <laughs> you can't say yeah. like of all time because there's just like I mean I would Wilt's in a whole class of his own to me, but like I would take Hakeem Olajuwon over Shaq and possibly some others, but I don't know about Hakeem. Ooh, I take Olajuwon in a heartbeat. I don't know. Anyway, let, let, staying on the Lakers fandom. Let me just ask you this and answer this answer this just complete honesty. Okay. If if people don't know I was born in Southern California, I grew up a Lakers fan and uh Yeah, I will say this. Yeah, Nick has so. always been like I mean obviously you've been listening to this podcast. You know he's a Lakers fan yeah, yeah. before if, LeBron. But if you just so. joined on recently, that that's my my fandom growing up was Lakers. Yes. Would you include Josh Hart in a Kawhi deal? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Please. Thank God. At least you're not that brainwashed. Like like I would put him and Kuzma. Send them both away. But not Ingram? No, I would not include Ingram. Ooh. Because, okay. well, it, it, I mean, if they're just asking for Ingram in, like, a first-round pick, yeah, I would do that, you know? If it's just if it's just a deal like that. What if it's Ingram and then pick any of the other two out of three? Ingram and Hart? No, it's, like, Ingram and then you have, like... Lonzo Kuzma and Hart, and you got, and they get to pick two of those. No, so pick two of the three. So like Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart. You get to keep Lonzo. Yeah. Ingram. I would uh, rather. Not, I would actually rather not keep Lonzo. I'd rather keep Ingram over over Lonzo. Oh yeah. Oh, I would for sure too. I think I would keep Lonzo over Kuzma though. Yeah, I think Lonzo works great with LeBron. By the way, I, yeah, no, no, I think it'll, I think it'll work too. He, he's the shooting is something that definitely has to to come along. Like that, that's going to be a huge thing for him. It's going to be a big, yeah. big issue. But like the Josh Hart hype is 
make no, that yeah, it's annoying ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I love the guy. Like, I'm very excited. I'm very glad he's on the team. I will say this. I thought he was super overhyped, and Nick, like, defended him so much anytime <laughs> I ever brought up Josh Hart. He's a little bit better than I thought, but he's not, like, I don't put him in the same category as, like, Kuzma, Lonzo. Like, for me, outsider, I rank, as far as, like, prospects for them, Ingram, on like his little tier, yeah, and then Kuzma and Lonzo together on a tier, and then Josh Hart. Yeah, I think I would put uh, instead of doing that tier, I would put Kuzma and Hart on the same tier, and then I would put Lonzo in the second. Oh, you'd move Kuzma down. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. like I, I think he's a good player, but I think there are just some things. Yeah. Okay. How much? Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough about the Lakers for today. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I I have two. Uh, not two things. One thing I want to promote before before you promote something today. What we're gonna do is oh. we got a whole bunch of random NBA stuff we're gonna catch up on. A bunch of moves, how they affect the Mavericks. The Lakers thing I think affects the Mavericks because there's a chance. Like there's a chance. There's a scenario. Like if you're doing your Doctor Strange, check out the the you know the 14 million scenarios. There's a chance where the Lakers and the uh, and the Mavericks are fighting for the eighth seed. <laughs> like, there's a scenario out there. Wait, wh- hold up. You put them on the same level as the Warriors and Rockets. Isaac, I just said there's You a tweeted sen- this out. Don't say that they're going to be an eighth seed. No, listen to me. You're not even listening to what I'm saying. There is a scenario where this could happen. Okay. There's a scenario where that could happen. So I think it does affect the Mavericks. I don't, thi- I don't. I don't. I don't believe that that's the scenario, but I think that there's a scenario where that happens. There's also a scenario in which LeBron tases ACL and they're in the lottery. Yes, <laughs> Le- <laughs> a LeBron injury would definitely factor into that scenario for sure. But I don't think he'll ever tear his ACL. He's indestructible. He's made I of like titanium. Kid Nick. I like Kid Nick about this tweet the other day that he sent. And he like casually, he he. It wasn't even a Lakers tweet. It was about like the strength. It was about of the, the middle Western class Conference. of the Western Conference, yes. and then everybody just jumped on me because of the Lakers. <laughs> I said like because, the, okay, so I'm. What I said the you Lakers. You got it. No, you got to just word the tweet and then let the listeners decide if this is what, how they would take it. It was a poorly worded first half of a tweet. <laughs> Basically, he just said, "Hey." The war, you know, the Warriors with, Rockets with the Warriors Rockets and Lakers as that as the you know as that top tier the upper the upper class you know like they're the yeah. they're in the upper class. There's obviously different percentages in the upper class. I think they're Not all. Lie, I can't even remember what the second half of the tweet was because I couldn't get past that first part. Gosh. <laughs> if you want to know my real, t- this is what I really think is going to happen. The Warriors are going to be number or the uh, the Rockets will probably be number one again. Right, if you're just going with wins. But as far as how good I think those teams are, it's Warriors one by themselves, Rockets two by themselves, Lakers three by themselves, everyone else. I at this point currently I would put the Thunder and probably the Jazz of the Lakers. See, you're you you love the Thunder so much, but they're just What are you banking on? This is where we take the Thunder lost the the first round last year. What are you banking on? What you're banking on Lonzo and Lavar. Lavar, I mean we do have Lavar. LeVar doesn't have, play. You cannot you bring have, up LeVar when we're talking about team No, I'm just wins. saying, like, what are you banking on? We text about this other day. I said, what are you banking on? You're banking on a quantum leap from your, like, young kids, the daycare, or you're banking on this, like, resurgent Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Jamel McGee is going to, like, 
skyrocket them. I'll ask you. Because I'll ask you, you think, one question. I'll ask you one question. I'll ask you one question. How bad were the Cavs before LeBron came back? I don't know, but he played in all eighty-two games, and they they were the fourth seed in the East. How bad were the Cavs when LeBron before LeBron came back? You're really going to debate these two rosters? Look look at the rosters too. You had Kyrie, obviously that's oh. that's that's big. <laughs> Kyrie is hands and feet better than any of the player on, on the sure, Lakers. Sure, but the Cavs, but the Cavs the year before already had Kyrie, right? They already yeah. had him, so they didn't have Kevin Love either. Kevin Love's count. an All Star. Yeah, they added Kevin. They added Kevin Love, which is true. The rest of that roster was. Ugh. They formed a big three, though. Yes. I mean, y'all got Lance and Rondo, so I mean, I guess that's a big three. <laughs> Ingram's gonna take a step up. He'll be he'll be really good. I hope he, I'm all in I on think Ingram. He'll, I love he'll be him. as good as Kevin Love was that first year. Because Kevin okay. Love, like Kevin Love, didn't have the greatest year that year. So you're taking okay. a 35 win team. You're adding LeBron. The Cavs the year before LeBron came back were a 33 win team. LeBron added 20 wins. LeBron and Love, I guess. Okay. You don't think. LeBron let me just add in LeBron and Love, I guess. Uh, uh, an all-star, Love just wasn't that good that year. He, he's still a really good player. Man, he was an all-star still. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my thing is... I think like, they'll, you win, th- they'll, win, you think they'll win 45 with the Rockets. to 50. They'll win 45 to 50 games. I don't think you they'll... Think they're, you think they're really close to the Rockets, though. And my thing no. with the Rockets is, I don't think... The loss of Ariza and, Ariza and Mamute. <laughs> I like Ariza better than Ariza. <laughs> Ariza, Dollar Shave Club. Um, I don't think the loss of those two guys and then put LeBron on the Lakers. I don't think that's a thirty win, like a thirty win difference. Because the Rockets won sixty five games, the Lakers won thirty five last year. I just yeah. don't think that that's a thirty win difference. I don't think the Rockets will win sixty five games again, though. I don't think they do either. But they'll probably win fifty five. And then if if LeBron- we'll definitely have a board bet on the Lakers finishing top three, <laughs> but it's hard to put any bets on the Lakers right now because like as currently constructed, of course that they get somebody else. Then. Yeah, that's a board bet that'll go out the window. We have to revisit our board bets too. They're they're pretty much over now because oh we had gosh. We, we had yes, the, please bring them back. We had the draft in there and everything. So if you listen this far, you know that we're just kind of this is <laughs> this is July in the NBA. Summer league's gonna be over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's tonight. Are you missing your boys? No, I can. I'll watch them. Oh. We were actually my wife and I were watching PewDiePie on YouTube. That guy has sixty-five million subscribers. I don't <laughs> he, even know what that person is. He's like he does. He he's like he was a Twitch streamer before Twitch was even a, like existed. He was on Ooh. YouTube streaming games and just you know playing with like him in the corner. We're watching him play this horror game called Until Dawn. It is the craziest thing. It, it's like a movie except for it's a video game. It's the Don't most... ruin the end for me like you did 13 Reasons. <laughs> oh, that, that is the show that I ruined. And nobody <laughs> cares. And no one cares. Somebody did. Just one person. Uh, anyway. And if you watched it, tweet me and tell me if you actually thought that it was a good show because it was not. The second season was not good. <laughs> anyway, can I promote something now? Or do oh. we need to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Bef- but before we do... When we come back, Isaac will promote the most important piece he's ever written in his life, Shea Serrano style. <laughs> All right, Isaac, you've been working on something. I'm excited to hear about it. The listeners are excited to hear about it. Give it to me. I've been working on something for the past like two months. Oh, the long play. It is a long play. 
I've talked to um, different a handful of people. Um, I've talked to Joe Dumars, which nice. is super, super random, and uh, talked to Donnie Nelson for a while. And yeah, we, it's we've a, heard you drop that name. Yes, that name. <laughs> he is important. Um, but no, I mean, fans outside of the Mavericks will enjoy it some too. If like you really like the nitty gritty of like kind of front office stuff, um, whatever. But it's kind of um, an upper management story and about a, a man in the um, the upper front office of the Mavericks and um, just kind of his story, his journey, what his job entails for the Mavericks and how um, just the relationship he has with Donnie and them two and some crazy stories. There are some crazy stories that I love writing in there. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. It's It could be out while you're listening to this. It should be out the next day or so. I don't want to like talk too much about it because I'm not for sure exactly what day it comes out. But I'm sure we'll spend at least a few minutes talking about it on a future pod because there's some stories in there that I think listeners will really enjoy. Some Team USA stories, some crazy like scouting stories Ooh. overseas. Um, this yeah, is a guy that's some, been everywhere. Yes, a guy that's been everywhere. And uh, it's just kind of cool. I like trying to peel back the uh, curtain. What do we use with the... The uh, onion. Peel back the onion. No, what do we use with the jerseys <laughs> thing? How they, they say peel back the curtain on the... Uh, or well, I forgot how they say it. on the inside the process of like creating those jerseys, the jerseys oh, that everybody oh, loves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just kind of a peek into um, kind of the front office and some of the got the main decision makers and all that stuff. So Mavs fans should really enjoy it. I'm excited yeah. for this one. So I, uh, I really like. Pin it, it to your Twitter page. Twi- pin it to your Twitter account whenever we. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll so tweet, people I'll can find it. it pretty easy. I will pin it. So you can find him at. Isaac L. Harris. You can find me at Nick Van Exit, but go to his Twitter page, Isaac L. Harris. You can find it there. If it's not pinned yet, then it hasn't come out yet. But that is true. Go true to his, go to his page, and he will uh, he'll direct you to it. I'm excited to read that one. How long is it? Is it a Ramona it, Shelburne special? <laughs> uh, how long do you consider long? So when I have this app called Pocket, which I re- recommend everybody to get. It's this app where you can save links and save stories to it, and it'll download them for you. So, like, I was reading some stuff on the plane as I was coming back, and uh, it tells you how long it is. So, like, there was a Zach Lowe piece. It's, like, biggest winners and losers of the NBA free agency, and it says 20 minutes next to it. <laughs> that's a long read. Yeah, that's a long read. And then there's, like, a ringer story that's, like, seven minutes. Huh. Um, I don't know how long it'll take you to read, but how I many, think... How many words is it? Over 2,500. Okay, that's not ter- that's not too bad. That's like yeah. five thousand, ten thousand word piece. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maps.com going long form. <laughs> no, not that. But it's enjoyable, and I really enjoyed writing. Good. I'm in, I'm in, I'm ready to uh, to read it. Give it some time, and then we'll definitely have a podcast about it, especially as we're heading into the summer. Yes, yes. And there's some other things that's going to come from that that uh, will be fun to talk about later on in the future. Okay, so we really want to talk about the Jabari deal, so we will we'll really get into that. Isaac has a couple questions for it. Before we get to that, Isaac, what did you think of the Isaiah Thomas deal for Denver? For Denver, why not? Like, throw it out there. I mean, they lost some depth with their um, cap-saving stuff and yeah, wanted to save money. Yeah, was weird. We'll talk about one of their moves, but the Wilson Chandler thing was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, just giving him away. So, yeah, I mean, they basically... They lose a couple pieces through there and then say, hey, 
Um, here's Isaiah Thomas. I think they've been open so far, saying they're going to bring him off the bench. Yeah. And, you know, he played well in Sacramento with Michael Malone when he was there, too. So, you know, that had to play into it. And, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's you want to make the jokes of, like, the Brinks truck stuff. But, like, it's just hard for me to make that because I've just I kind of feel bad for him. I know. And, like, you know, not to be, like, too mean about it. That's the Twitter thing is just to jump on the funny jokes. But <clears throat> I do feel bad for him just, like, where he's at. And But, yeah, I mean, it could – it's a it's a chance to where he can log a decent amount of minutes, come off the bench, get buckets, and play in the playoffs for the most part. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and if you did, if you had a Brinks truck and you filled it up with $2 million of ones, like $1 bills – I think it would work. Like I think you would need a Brinks truck to get truck to get two million dollars in ones, right? <coughs> yeah, that that is true. <laughs> and so, I like this situation over like in Orlando because like this, I think this will showcase what he could be for the, the rest of his career, however long that is. And as far as like if he goes to Orlando, that like I feel like it would stunt like the whole like development of like a Bamba and Isaac and. You just have this guy that's going to shoot thirty times a game. They need they need like a Milos. <laughs> they need somebody like that that's going. Yeah, to, that'd like, be a great pickup for them. I, all I, of that. I'm still with the Isaiah to to Orlando thing. I still think that would have worked. They just need somebody that's going to score. You know. Yeah, I would just, just play the somebody. long game with Orlando they're, though. They're going to be the lowest scoring team in the league probably. Very yeah, very true probably. <laughs> Man, Aaron but Gordon. I like. I like the Isaiah Thomas thing too for Denver. I mean, why not? Some of their other moves I didn't really like as much, like the Wilson Chandler one. Uh, but who knows what's going on between you know Wilson Chandler and the team? Maybe they're maybe Wilson Chandler looks at the Will Barton deal and then they promise Will Barton he's going to start at three. And if, if Wilson Chandler's not for that, then they don't want to create some locker room things. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they just do it as a you know, make good kind of thing, and then. They he were, probably wants to compete. I mean, like you're probably going to be in Easter Conference Finals now if you're Wilson Chandler. So, where did he go again? Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, that's I love true. that's a sneaky good pickup for them. I like it. I hope it's not sneaky good like the Trevor Booker thing was for them last year because the Trevor Booker thing for them was like, oh, that's actually pretty good for them, and then it ended up not being good at all. I, I think it could be like an Ariza thing for the Rockets. I hope so. I hope so. That'd be good, especially since they got rid of uh, Mikael Bridges. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's, they're gonna regret so. that. Um, another thing with the Denver thing, who do you target on a pick and roll? Jokic or Isaiah Thomas? I know it's I, I can't. I think it was H, I think it was Hardwood Praxium that posted. You have or somebody. I think he retweeted it, but you have you have your coach. You have Isaiah Thomas and Jokic guarding a pick and roll. Try to stop one bucket. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you do? What do you tell them to stop one bucket? That's. I mean, that's just. That's tough. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, Chicago said I don't care either, so. Oh, Chicago's in a completely different place than Denver is, though. Denver was on the <laughs> cusp last year. Denver was one win away from being in the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't think Isaiah's going to be in there at the end. I mean. Yeah, probably bench, not. Probably not. You're, Unless you're he's on fire. One of, yeah, yeah think, well, I mean, you're benching one of Murray, Barton, or Gary Harris, so. Isaiah Thomas should be treated as like a Lou Williams this like yes. this year or you know a guy like that where if he's on fire you leave him in like you, you know you just ride that you ride the hot hand but if he's not hitting buckets then you use him sparingly and you you know pick his you pick the spots for him you know where your team needs a maybe a boost of energy or something like that but I mean they're still gonna start Jamal Murray 
and Gary Harris and Will Barton apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Can't a weird backcourt. I mean the the two young guys at you know the one and two are fine, but Will Barton at three is interesting. Paul Millsap's a really good player, so getting him back healthy for a full yes, season that's gonna be huge. That's gonna be massive for them. Yeah, and then his his uh, year after next is thirty five thirty million dollar team option. That's wow. interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that was team option. That is interesting. Yeah, they have they have about fifty million in team options next year. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, one of them's Murray, like Malik Beasley, Tyler London, Juancho. Interesting. Really interesting. So uh we're gonna take a break. This has been the most random podcast I think we've ever had. <laughs> it is quite random. You got a Laker argument and then we talked about Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. And in now your, we're going to talk about something else. In your article. Uh, <laughs> when we come back, Isaac and I will tell you why the Mavericks missed out on a chance <laughs> for Jabari Parker. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Jabari Parker was signed to a two-year, $40 million deal by the Chicago Bulls. An interesting deal for them. And... Man, it was just weird to see it. the number two pick, a guy that has been looked at as like he's kind of an he seemed underrated for a while. He averaged like twenty a game, not last year, but the year before. He's off, I mean, obviously the two ACL surgeries, just an, a weird career so far for Jabari. But he's leaving. He's going to Chicago, where he's from. He played at the same high school Derrick Rose did. He's back there, twenty million dollars, second year as a team option. So it's a pretty it's a pretty team friendly deal. The dollars very team friendly. The dollars are weird <clears throat> to me, but. Yeah, but who cares? Like, I didn't see any negative of Chicago, of Chicago side from this. And people like wanting to criticize Chicago. Why? What else are you going to? You're not going to win. And what else are you going to do with your cap room? You you don't think they could get Marcus Smart? I mean, twenty. You're going to throw twenty million a year over like four years at Marcus Smart? No, I don't know if it would even take that though. But I think you could split twenty million between Jabari and Marcus Smart and make it work. I mean, I guess so. I mean, where is he going to play, though? Marcus? He could yeah. play. He could start at point guard. <laughs> yeah, they like Chris Dunn, though. Start him at Levine. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. But, I mean, Chris Dunn just had a really good year. I don't think they just want to, like, move on from it that fast. No, just move him to the bench for a little bit. <laughs> hey, you had a really good year. You're going to the bench, right? How old is How old is Chris Dunn? Is he 24. Him and Marcus... His, him and Marcus Smart have to be close to the same age. Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure Chris Dunn's 24. Marcus probably 24. He's probably 24. Okay. I just don't. Marcus Smart just turned 24 in March. Okay. Who would you rather bet on, Marcus Smart or Chris Dunn? I like Marcus Smart, yeah. Yeah. See, I would, Defensi- just, I would just take him as your straight. And then have Chris Dunn be your backup. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, if you're okay with Marcus Smart run, with the ball in his hands running the point. Like, well, and you have I, other guys that have their the ball in their hands, too. Lori like, and Jabari. And, yeah, I like Marcus it's, it, in that. Like, West they're going to be role. a bad team. They're going to be a bad team no matter who they add. They are. And, and I'll admit, like, <clears throat> I saw a tweet not too long ago, and it was like, it was worded something like, hey, what is one player in the league that you still stand for, like you still like really yeah, big yeah. Fan, fan guy over that hasn't break broke through yet, and I'm like that's me with Jabari. Like I love Jabari, and I'm still like on the hill with my flag planted down, saying that like I think he's gonna be really good. So yeah, I mean 
I just didn't. It was just one of those things where, like, when you're a young team like that and you have cap space, and it's not something like when I saw the deal was two years for forty million, I was like, "Dang, they're gonna pay him like twenty million per year." And then it said a team option. I'm like, "This is basically a one year deal, a one year deal with just the rest of your cap space for the most part to set uh, to swing for the home run on Jabari Parker, like a two second overall pick, and like all this stuff. Like, sign me up any day in his hometown, like." I yeah I mean I I love the move for Chicago so I'm all in the only, yeah I and I agree with you that it you know they might as well like what else they they yeah. could try to get Marcus Smart but I don't think that's even realistic like they could they could try to get him but the uh, so they they sign him but my problem with it is it just seems like he it's doomed to fail from the beginning like they're gonna play him at three they're gonna play him kind of out of position they're you know who are they gonna have around him defensively it's just, i mean they're just going to be like revolving doors him and Levine <laughs> i mean that, that's going to be tough marketing yeah mark yeah marketing too uh Wendell Carter's he he might block four shots a game next year just because he's going to have so many attempts <laughs> i made a Wendell Carter joke the other day on twitter about his defense and somebody was like no you you he killed it in summer league okay well there's a difference between blocking shots in the paint and being able to guard guards at the like perimeter yeah that's but, that's really different anyway. Anyway, but yeah, he might block that many shots just because he'll have twice as many opportunities as anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he'll keep seeing it. He'll be like a goalie in hockey, and he's like, or like a soccer goalie, and he's like, yeah. "Can y'all like keep the ball in front of you guys? Like, come on." <laughs> but oh, no, man. like I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. I think it's a great trial thing. Um, I think it's worse for Milwaukee that just with yeah. this like crucial part of Giannis's career that you lost him for nothing and. Yeah, that, that was, was supposed to be huge for them. Yeah, that was, what? Damn, man. They obviously they're probably looking back at it saying, "Man, we should have capitalized it on this at the trade deadline." But you know, you can always do that. But my question, <clears throat> my question for you is: <laughs> when this, we're almost done, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the question we, go, we were going to do this whole podcast. We can, go, on. <laughs> we can go a few minutes past. My question for you is, and I saw this on Twitter, not really about the Jabari thing, <clears throat> but another deal that happened was the Denver deal. Oh my god! They they needed. What are you laughing about? Because I was just I was thinking about who the who the Bucks could have drafted instead of Jabari and would have made this different. They could have had Embiid. Yeah, but you can't go back that far. Know, Jabari was so good. Like wild. I have a Slam magazine here at home, and it says like it said literally says Young Money on it, and it's Wiggins and Jabari. That's like wild. they were clearly the top two guys. They also could have had Doug McDermott in that draft. Stop it. I love Doug. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Denver does this deal of saying, hey, we don't want to pay the tax, so we're going to shed off money. They call it Brooklyn. They send Kenneth Fareed and Daryl Arthur and attach a first-round pick and a second-round pick uh, for them to basically just absorb that money into their cap space. They get a player, Isaiah Whitehead, but they're like – waving him so it's just a salary dump and for the nets to take on that money they get denver's pick next year which is top 12 protected <clears throat> then they get an unprotected 2020 second round pick so like you have that type of deal and what i saw on twitter was i saw a few different people saying man i would have rather the mavericks did that instead of the deandre one year thing yeah so my question for nick is and what what we're about to talk is of these three deals Obviously, I know like the, where Nick stands on the Jabari thing. Would you have rather, as a Mavericks fan, as a Mavericks guy, would you? Which of these three deals would you have rather had? 
the DeAndre at one year, the Jabari two year with the team option swinging for the fences, or the Denver salary dump and you get a top twelve protected first rounder. Man, if the if the top twelve protected was this year, I think I would have done that because like, that that was where the that was the Michael Porter Jr. pick. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Other people that were there, Zaire Smith was there, Lonnie Walker was still there, uh, Josh Koji was still there, Chandler Hutchison. Um, just looking back. Uh, because when you look at the deal and you say, well, is it going to convey? I think as long as Millsap and everybody's healthy, I'm pretty sure most people are going to have Denver as a playoff team. <clears throat> so it should convey. They're probably not going to be top three or top four. So you're probably looking at a pick between... You know, even if they barely miss the playoffs, you still get 13 and 14th pick. But let's just say you're looking at a pick somewhere through like 15 to like 20. Let's just say that. Yeah, and and teams in the West got better. I mean, the Lakers are jumping up in there. You know, the Spurs could stay up there. You know, in the playoffs. <clears throat> Memphis, man, what a heck of an offseason. Memphis but, could get in there. Anyway, sure. so out of those three, how would you rank those as far as what you would rather the Mavericks have done of those three. Yeah, specifically for the Mavericks, I yes. think I think the DeAndre thing is number one for me. Okay. The fit the fit with Jabari is just so bad that I don't know if it's worth taking the like the big swing for it. Because if even so let's say you hit on Jabari, his yeah. fit with Dennis and Luca and, and Barnes is just so bad <laughs> especially defensively because they the three of them need a guy that you know really good defender um my only thing with the jabari thing is what if he you do hit like what if he comes out <clears throat> this season they make something somehow it works between him luca and barnes it hits and then you have team control of him over next year so where like you don't want to like think about it this way and think negative but there is a scenario in which DeAndre hits with Dallas and it's like great and stuff and like you lose him next summer. He'll probably come back, but I'm saying you you see what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. This, But like, even you, even if like what is hitting with Jabari though? Like what's what's your high end hit with Jabari? Yeah, I get that for what, sure. What's your best case scenario with that group? I think it would I think it would play into Harrison Barnes's future more than anything really. Best case scenario you think Jabari could be an all-star in the West? Yeah, I say best case scenario. I mean, I'm a huge believer in his scoring ability. I mean, I think I said before, I think he could be like a mellow. So when mellow was good, <laughs> yeah, not the best so. name, not the best name to bring up right now. <laughs> when mellow was good, but best case scenario, he's like he's a scorer. He doesn't really pass that well. He doesn't really rebound. He doesn't defend at all. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's just so you're talking about. I don't know. It's just not a good fit. So. Even best case scenario, Jabari, I don't think is that good. You would take him with the hope that like he could develop into your go-to score. That he would, if that scenario presented itself, that you would probably look at the future of Harrison Barnes and be like, okay, can Jabari be a better go-to score and have Luca play off of him and do his thing with Dennis and like those three. Um yeah, so now but, you're now you're taking the ball out of Dennis's hands for a third time. <laughs> you know, first yeah, time. yeah. <clears throat> I'm not saying it'd be a perfect fit at all. I'm just saying there is there is talent there that obviously I'm a fan of. I mean, for what it's worth, I put that the third option probably like you did. For Jabari? Uh, yeah, out of these three. I think, saying, I, hey. 
Yeah. <sighs> I would take the Denver salary dump. If okay, for instance, if Dallas stuck out on DeAndre and he stayed with the Clippers, which one would you rather had? The Denver salary dump or the Jabari deal? And I I it's hard because I'm a big Jabari fan. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm about to change what my admits is. <laughs> I know. Well, you talk it out and you like process it as you're talking it. Because they want it's because Dallas wants to win right now. So like, yeah, the Denver salary dump does not help you win now. It just prolongs your rebuild. And yeah, you get a couple more assets. Like, I mean, gosh, then they'd be setting on expiring a Fareed, Arthur, and West to make all these deals. They'd have they'd pretty much get their first rounder back for the most part, except it'd just be a little bit down. Um, and Fareed would be so good with Carlisle. <laughs> Fareed is a better Dwight Powell. But okay, Nick said it. What he is? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a believer in Fareed too. I feel like he's been on the trade block for <laughs> forever. Yeah, um, he's like in the Pau Gasol thing where he's, <laughs> he's yeah always on the trade block. But but yeah, but echoing what you said a while ago, I would I would definitely do the DeAndre thing over the Denver thing, like. There's yeah. some Mavs fans right now that are saying, man, I would rather have got that pick and just, like, we're not going to be a title contender, so, like, let's just, like, get a pick and all this different stuff. No, man, like, not about that. I DeAndre first in this whole scenario, like, of those three options, give me DeAndre for sure, and let's roll with it this year. Let's have fun. It's Dirk's last year, Luca's first year. Like, there's so many different storylines that look forward to as a Mavs fan this year, yeah. so... Yeah, for and, sure. And it's not like you're throwing away the future with, with adding DeAndre. You know, it's, it's not like yeah. a, it, these two picks are not a win now or future. It's not those. They're not two completely separate agendas with these two decisions. If you're going with just the Denver dump or the DeAndre signing, you know, it, it's not like that because you're investing in your future with the Mavericks with DeAndre. If he can make your defense as you know, as good as they need to, and they could sneak into the eighth, the eighth spot. That's going to be the best possible way to develop Luca and Dennis. Yes, you know, and that's your future. That's what who you're investing in. So you invest in that by the, the best thing for them right now is to, to make the playoffs and have that experience. That's what I think Ex- personally. Exactly, and the, for sure. And I mean, obviously, I'm anti-tank, so I'm all about that. You know what Nick just said. So, and for me, I have been pro-tank. But now you have Luca, and now I'm anti-tank because now you have your guy. Luca like, is the reason why you tank is to get be able and have the opportunity to get a guy like that. But those tanking mindsets, why are they different now? Because like the whole it, mindset of we're not going to be able to compete with the Warriors if we do make the playoffs, we're going to get ran through probably in the seventh or eighth seed. So let's just tank and like if we still had our pick, uh, obviously we don't have a pick, so right. like w- there's no reason to. So like that's why I'm saying it gets into the danger mindset of tanking of the anti or I mean of the pro tankers of saying okay, well where are y'all now? Because the same mindset should be there because no one's putting us on the Warriors category, all right? <laughs> See, and I think that's where it's the tanking mentality can be different. It can be it can be two different ways because you can have one person that says, "Well, you know, let's tank because we're not as good as the Warriors, and why does it matter?" Or be like, "Hey, look at our lineup, look at our roster, and say we don't have a, tra- a potential transcendent star on our team, and so you tank to be able to get a guy like that and to be able to have the opportunity to get a guy." Once you have that guy, to me, now you're now you're trying to win. Now you're trying to to you know create a good culture and a team around this guy, and uh, you know, and that's that's where I am now. 
I'm not in the mindset of, of tanking just because you don't think it's worth it. You know, like the season is worth it. I think it's tanking to try to get a good player. But wouldn't you agree that we need more still? But I think you can get them in different ways now. I think you. Okay. I think you yeah, get them I agree. In different I agree ways. with you. I agree with you for sure. But I'm saying, like, I'm just, I'm giving the rebuttals of like everything I've heard over the past year. Yeah. But see, basketball is around you. You model it around like one star player, and you have that in Luca. I think he's going to be that. We good. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We hope so for sure. I think he's going to be that good. <laughs> and with like with DeAndre, he's a stopgap center. I mean, yep. we don't. Like we don't want to say that like right now, but like he's gonna be fun. He probably has what th- three years left at a good level, like a high level. I mean, yeah. he's thirty this year, so like sometime over the next, you know, from next free agency to the next, you know, two years, you need your long term answer. And if that is that Capella next summer and if DeAndre is just a one year thing and then you throw the money at Capella and you pair Capella with Luca and Dennis and say, This is your big three moving forward, or do you go the trade route? Whatever it is, is that that's what you gotta look at of who the next guy like you don't wanna move past the DeAndre and we're gonna enjoy DeAndre, but you have to realize that DeAndre's thirty and I mean he's probably got three, maybe four years left at this high level. Yes, yeah. See, I, I think I would agree more with the the piece that you mentioned earlier with Donnie Nelson talking about the centers as a bullpen. I don't know if you need a long term center necessarily. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I word that wrong. A, a long term like big or like a wing like I don't know. You need Just some. What they need is they need a, a secondary guy, <laughs> you know. And we have to figure out if that's Dennis. Like I wouldn't. Or if want that needs the, to be somebody else. I don't, I wouldn't want the third piece to be a shooting guard. You know. Like I would want that third piece to be another six, you know, seven to six ten guy. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, Maver- the Mavericks have zero fours on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> like, like absolutely zero. <laughs> <laughs> and twenty eight big men. Twenty eight centers. <clears throat> two threes. Zero t- one two and six ones. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I tweeted out the roster today, you know, assuming like that's 17 and like broke them down by height. And it's like 6'3 or under, there's four people. <laughs> and it's like counting broke off 6'5 to 6'9. Oh, yeah, I forget about like, him every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, 6'5 to 6'9, there's five. And then 6'10 six, uh, six, and, and up, there's eight. <laughs> so man yeah the the uh we talked about a brinks truck <laughs> this is a this is a costco forklift he's bringing the forklift back anyway okay so to answer your question finally i'll rank them i'll rank deandre one i'll rank salary dump two and i'll rank jabari three that's how i'd have it too yep. yeah i agree because i think at this point in the nba you can find that that long term like you said that long term big in that lo- in that you know back half of the first round range like yes freaking mitchell rob mitchell robinson man oh man <laughs> gosh Nick's yeah to, yeah that he could be on the team would you rather have mitchell robinson after summer league would you rather have mitchell robinson stop. or jalen brunson stop stop i'm not gonna answer that question i'm not gonna answer that you can answer that question you're allowed 
Jalen Brunson is going to be a really good player for the Mavericks. All right. Would you rather have Jalen Brunson or Shmi Jalen Brunson, stop. No, no, get out of here. Shmi is so good. Oh, no. <laughs> this this podcast just came full circle. All right. This All right. Is Nick, Nick just texted me and said Spee's better than Clay Thompson. <laughs> Have you seen the screener roll? No. Wow. Like the movie poster for He's Got Game. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. This has been the most random podcast we've ever done. I think it was fun. Kind of an NBA draft pack. Talking about random things. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. At some point this week, probably we will do our top five. Our all-time five. Dennis, Dennis did his recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. included yeah. some yeah. interesting yeah. names in there. Yeah. We'll do our all-time five sometime this week. Peace out. Boom. Boom. Boom.